here we are with Godbound, Evicting Epistle, Season 1, Episode 1. We are in August 2018. I am Devin the Referee, and to my left we have X playing Y. Nicole playing Fan. Tyler playing Mateel. Kevin playing the Crimson Marquis. Peter Alsace, so the Gold Headed. Marcus Lothar. Alright, gang, new game. So, Usually I just fall back and ask you what happened last session and then dick around until you guys stop talking. But I can't we had an intro. That. Yeah, we did the intro. So, uh, I think we unfold this game on um, Mattile's airship. Tell us about your airship. What does it look like? What is it called? Uh, it's called the Furious Kitten. It's... Uh like an old Spanish galleon uh, suspended beneath a large inflatable uh, balloon. Um, it's got a lot of sweeping brass and chrome and finished wood. Yeah. <laughs> it floats. It looks like it belongs in the water, but it floats. It looks like it belongs in the water, but it, it, it floats in the air. His picture instead of a maiden at the front, she's just got a cat with like a mermaid yeah, a bottom snarling, half. a snarling cat. <laughs> okay. Uh, and this thing is crewed by people that are loyal to you, right? Like your pirate crew? Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a crew of people I have rescued from bondage uh, in various places around the epistle uh, and are now loyal to me as I am to them. All right. And how long uh, has it been since you guys have started to hang out? The colony showed up 10 years ago, so it's been about a decade since the future people uh, started causing problems. So how long have you all been together? Some of those events from the uh, backstory stuff happened in during Planetfall. So, um, <clears throat> I don't know if we've been all together for that time, but... I think we've kind of had meetings off and on for the past 10 years, and this is kind of... We had that shared dream, which has kind of brought us together. And that's the first time we've all kind of come together as a whole group, aside from... Bits and pieces. Bits and yeah. pieces, yeah. Although Mateel and they have been especially close over the last couple of years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you Lothar has just occasionally shows up on your ship, basically just... Be hey, what's that big flying thing in the sky? And I wouldn't be surprised if all, pretty much all of you have had like adversarial moments with the Crimson Marquis in the past, given he just turns people into vampires and infiltrates various societies with them, so yeah. At the very least, you've probably encountered his minions before. Yeah. Alright, so um, you guys are leaving the kind of small area of the north you were starting to stake out to head southwest that's how it goes, uh, towards the desert. Uh, it looks like you guys really haven't set up roots yet. I think you're still kind of nomadic. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you'll probably head back there sooner or later. Um, are you guys living on this boat, basically? Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much a few caskets in the uh, hold. <laughs> so what have you guys brought onto the ship? Like, round table. Bees! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you bring bees in here. It would be kind of neat if you had people who volunteered to be like living hives, or they just had bees living inside of them. Not in like a horror way, but you know, they were just living hives. <laughs> it was like, you know, a position of honor kind of thing. 
I'm struggling to picture that and not be horrified. I mean, that, that's horrifying. You <laughs> take can't. the vampires, they don't need to breathe. Just put some of your bees in their lungs. Like, Thea has bees in her, but she's like a god and stuff. Fair so enough. Like, just her, a, her just people, a suggestion. Her priests and stuff do. are apiarists. Uh, and she has, like, hives and stuff. They're just the main character from Fried Green Tomatoes, where she can just go into hives. I haven't seen that. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I have brought bees. <laughs> do you have an Acer and Thay with you? I do have an Acer and Thay. I always have an Acer and Thay. And uh, I have the airship, which is... It's, it's large and it's well-stocked for the crew, which is about 300 strong. But that's still a skeleton crew for the ship itself. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like large open spaces and decks and guest rooms, which have been given over to the various people who are coming in to stay. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's geared out for long hauls. I have a few caskets for the small group of vampires I brought with me, as well as a skeleton crew of literal skeleton people to help man, <laughs> and several caskets of, uh, wine. Those are just called trip. casks. Yes. They don't add the tea to it that turns it into a crucifix-laden sarcophagus. <laughs> but yeah, several things of that. Well, Isaiah being the dragon that he is, he has his horde, so I guess that's somewhere in the belly of the ship just being laden with it. What is that horde? Lots of and lots of junk. Because he collects junk. All sorts of, you know, trash and such. You just collect things because they're shiny, or like, what's your criteria? He collects all sorts of things, really. You know, whatever he's Ariel. He's a filthy hoarder. <laughs> yeah, he is a hoarder. He got his dragon horde. And he also brought his broodlings, his goat, people, mutant things that just from the ship. They scream constantly. And probably, you know, a bunch of dirt so he can plant his plants, like the fertility god, to feed the bees and have produce and such. Uh, Lothar, he's got a, a couple little rooms over by the, uh, the galley where he has, uh, has managed to bring over a couple, quite a few chickens somehow and occasionally just goes goes off the edge, comes down, flies back with, like, you know, something he has killed that is edible, presumably, for the crew. And uh, keeps, if there's also, like, a, a section that's kind of, like, a basically what amounts to a giant bird thing on the side of the ship. It doesn't really think you can close it, but that way there's there's regularly, you know, birds will occasionally perch there. <laughs> so we can get the lay of the land. Bird house. All right. So... That communal dream you all had of something happening in the desert, something that will release or has something to do with an awful evil or an awful calamity, such as this world is constantly used to. (laughs) That is your vague uh, direction for the time being. The skies are clear. uh, You're you're going over mountains, so there's a lot of like uh, cloud-capped peaks below. Just endless mountains it goes on for very long time uh and that's sort of where you're going right now you're all together on the ship mingle oh you know what i want you to describe your characters for episode one i know we did for the intro but fuck the intro physical description yeah descriptions of your characters maybe you know what they're how they hold themselves or whatever that sort of thing we'll start with nicole (laughs) we'll go clockwise uh Thea is six feet sorry she's eight feet tall uh she has dark 
reddish brown skin with wood grain in it. Uh, her hair is a waterfall that falls to the floor and kind of mists when it reaches the ground. Um, she has four arms and clawed feet. And on her back, uh, there what looks like either a ball of cotton or a spider's nest, closer to a spider's nest. Uh, very large, like wider than she is and uh, brings up her height to about 10 feet. And there is, uh, you can see hands and arms coming out and kind of holding it in place. Um, she wears a yellow one-piece kind of outfit. Uh, it's like shorts, um, there's no back to it obviously, and there's a cutout on her stomach because bees will sometimes go in and out of her navel. Uh, Mateel is a female satyr. She's unusually tall, uh, long and thin, with a fluid, natural dancer's grace. She's got short, short cropped brown fur that she has shaved away in portions on her arm and chest for tattoos. Uh, she's got long curved horns that are similarly etched with markings. Um, she wears a lot of jewelry, a lot of, a lot of bangles, bands, earrings, uh, all gold that uh, clatter when she walks and she moves. Um, she wears a loose, brightly colored vest uh, and a sash uh, and breeches that all allow a lot of ease of movement. Um, she's got two ornate rapiers that she keeps at her side along with a small pistol. Okay. Uh, the Crimson Marquis has kind of light Lightly colored, pale purple skin, uh, dark purple hair, and red eyes. Strange pointed ears that are segmented. He is almost twice as tall as your average human being. Almost twice as big in general, actually. Uh, he tends to wear like dramatic fur cloaks and whatnot. Very formal count attire. And he is quite often just um, tinkering with uh, gyrojet ammo and creating you know, the individual bullets for that as kind of a meditative thing. He has two of those pistols at his uh, hip at all times, and under his cloak. He always seems very calm and placid. Okay, well, Ezezus, a large uh, goat mutant, is about you know three meters high, so that's 10 feet, I think. Got four you know, goat horns. He's got black fur. You know, godlike features in general were some um, fineries on him in general. And yeah, looks like a goat. <laughs> Lothar looks like a mostly normal human, other than really stupid, fake looking wings that are not nearly big enough to actually fly without basically magic bullshit. Uh, he usually wears kind of very primitive clothing, although he has picked up a nifty helmet with a set of goggles. He's picked off so the dead the dead body of some early scout. And uh, he acts and looks pretty much human, except he's rather totally uneducated, and uh, he occasionally has like bird-like movements of his head. So he acts more animalistic, even though he looks pretty human. Well, human. <laughs> Quotes up. Humans don't exist at this point in the timeline. It takes a lot Good of inbreeding. <laughs> a lot of inbreeding to get humans. Well, outbreeding. Interbreeding. Yeah, interbreeding. <laughs> That's the one. 
Alright. So yes, you guys are on the ship. It is time for you guys to take the reins and interact with each other. So do that. There are various servile people running around. You know, crew, little mutants that the goat brought aboard. Acer and Thay. Oh, I guess I should describe Acer and Thay seeing as he's your guy. Nicole beat you guys by having the guy first. <laughs> Acer and Thay looks like a classic D&D elf. Except he like has like perma-stubble and his eyes are different colored and he's fairly asymmetrical. Like some legs are, one of his legs is a little longer than the other. One of his hands has too many fingers. Uh, eyes are different color, you know. Some of his teeth look like they've been, like, scrambled, so, like, the different sized ones are in his mouth and stuff. He just looks a little odd. He's friendly. He's a wizard. Is it currently day or night? It is, uh, night. The All sun right. is setting. Then the uh, Crimson Marquis is kind of at the front of the ship, just sitting on the edge, with a few of his entourage around. He kind of has, like, members of the ship who aren't, don't have important jobs, bringing glasses of wine to them. I don't drink wine. <laughs> yeah, occasionally he'll stop members of the uh, crew and just kind of chat with them, interview them. Especially, like, are your members, like, they're from, like, the past races and whatnot, yeah, right? Yeah, and they're mostly fae. Mostly Fae, yeah. yeah. He'll occasionally, like, stop them and question them and, like, really weird questions about their philosophies and stuff like that, because early, early races are interesting compared to yeah. uh, future ones. And how You're not they... getting a lot of philosophical discussion out of them. It's too early in the timeline for that. Yeah. It's mostly kill or be killed. Which is why it's so interesting, because it's like, oh, wow, you don't have any deep philosophies or sense of self in a way. Well, usually in the evenings when things are winding down, the people who aren't on duty, we have a bit of an impromptu dance party on the deck. Um, it might help relations if some of your people joined in. Certainly. He'll just kind of usher some of the uh, prettier ones to uh, <laughs> join the dance, basically. He's not, he doesn't, he's not really choosy about who he turns into a vampire, so there's some who look like really gruff big people, and some are very, you know, pretty and delicate and look like your traditional Euro trash type of vampire, except, you know. Well, actually, at this point, they're not all even as race. A lot of them are from the, you know, earlier races. Specifically, I have a, a bit of a wager with my first mate as to whether or not skeletons can be taught to dance. If you don't mind, I wouldn't mind giving a few lessons. Huh. Well, that's entertaining, certainly. He'll uh, snap his fingers, and a few of his, the skeletons will kind of climb up from the sides of the ship. The Jason the Argonaut-style stop-motion skeletons begin assembly. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine that in your head whenever you see them. What kind of dancing exists? I haven't had many opportunities for balls or whatnot yet. Oh, all, all, all kinds. Although, my, my experience is more with uh, lively jigs. A goes to a, a formal ball. Very well. He'll snap his fingers and the skeletons will kind of... He has to use his fingers to kind of guide them along as they <laughs> jig. I was thinking they might have a natural predisposition towards tap. Hmm. Whatever you find entertaining. Alright, I'll try and lead them in a few preliminary steps. So yeah, I'll kind of give him rough command over how they uh, move and whatnot. 
they jerk about to and fro like the dead puppets they are on puppeteer strings. <laughs> I, I don't mean to... I don't think the mating dance is going to be... display is going to be successful with them. No, most likely not. It's still an entertaining thing, however. I am nothing if not a gracious guest. Oh, hey, Pahati here. We are. Would you care to join? Sure. He starts clapping and he's brooding something going out from underneath the decks, bringing up some logs for some nice big roaring fire on top and, you know, rolling out some barrels of alcohol and other things and starts, you know, prancing about the music like, you know, the Night in the Bold Mountain-esque thing. Your, your ship uses magic to fly, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Set it on fire. <laughs> That's fine. No, <laughs> it's non. It's non-explosive hydrogen. It's a. It looks like wood. Wanting to make sure. Just varnish in such a way that it won't catch fire. It's the earliest opportunity. Or like the yeah. giant blimp. We can fix it. Are you trying to blow us to shit, Sherlock? <laughs> yeah. Most of the ornamentations are largely for show. I'm gonna pause uh, while the city decides to have an emergency again. All right, we're back. You have your party going on, little goat greebles throwing around liquor and stuff. So, what exactly are we expecting when we arrive? I believe all our dreams were entirely identical, yes? As near as we can tell. I wonder if uh, Mastema will be there when we arrive, or whether we should have picked him up beforehand. Although certain, I think the less time we spend with Mastema, the better. That. I believe we should try to interfere as little as we can with the beginning of the dream. The latter that worries me. The waking up. I wonder is if Mastema shall be our ally in this, or if he's the very cause of what is to happen. We shouldn't strike too early. That being said, a swift stroke early on can often save a lot of trouble later. Fair enough. I worry that if we interrogate him too thoroughly, if he, if he is indeed attempting to awaken this thing as part of their Blood Knight culture, that we may risk fulfilling this prophetic dream rather than preventing it. I don't know. I don't think you can spend too much time worrying about dancing around prophecy or if you're going to cause it by trying to not cause it or all that. You just get all twisted around. We'll get there and we'll take the best course of action that seems available to us at the time that it appears. Yes, dwelling on it now will not result in anything. Fair enough. What will happen has happened. Though 
I do fear that our interference has changed it irrevocably in such a way that even with mine and yours, our knowledge of the future may not come to pass nearly the same as it might have before. Still weirds me out when you guys talk like that. It wouldn't would not be for the worst if it didn't did not uh, occur as it did in the future previously. Hmm. Um, I don't quite remember what happened, but I don't think it was good. I do think that it. It's hard to handle. <laughs> Even this is before my time, so... Isrinthe walks up from the uh, control house. He has a large, long glass full of honey that he's been drinking from. Hey, God! Hello. Other gods. Hello. Ah! Yeah. It's just pure honey. There's like Marvin and stuff. Um, one of the things in the thing in your control room is uh, making a bunch of noise that it hasn't been doing yet. Some of your uh, cavemen are getting really spooked by it. I'll go check that out. Uh, and I would ask you not to call them cavemen. Skymen. It's much better. I'll make my way to the control room. Yeah, he walks with. That kind of gestures to you. Yes. Skymen. Welcome. He's a genius. Yes, but... Yep. PhD. Several of them. I think we'll all follow him into the uh, control room. Let's see what the tree can So, you got this airship from the women of the Sheen, Mm -hmm. right? Or was it the the Manticore? No, I think we decided on women of the machine. Alright, surplus. Military surplus. Okay. Um, so it has a, um, future epistle kind of design in the bridge. Like, there's a lot of controls, they're analog, but there's a lot of, like, dials and glowing bits. And the next one kind of walks in, like, with you guys, and kind of just starts tapping a dome that's kind of off the navigator area that never has done anything before. And it's giving off, like, a, like a purple kind of, uh, glowing, and there's an arrow that's materialized that's, like, pointing in one direction. Right? Adjust course. Follow the arrow. Just, just like that? Just like that. What is the displays in your... I would recommend This is your area. looking at the vampire marquee. This is your area of expertise. So what is that arrow indicating then? That is a Energon compass. Um, they were built during Future Past. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they did was Nocturnus originally was one giant capital built on the bones of a war machine and its power core was ejected and fueling into the lake. Um, it was the largest source of raw energon in the plane. So these compasses were built that have free uh, exotic particles of positive and negative energon captured inside that magnetize towards the tower to you know self-annihilate. So it's kind of useless in the past because the power core would always point towards it like a compass, mm-hmm. which is how Nocturnians would circumnavigate. They use the Nocturnian core as their navigational reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here in the past, it's probably being uh, triggered by, because you have engineered in cities, it's probably being triggered by uh, like uncontained Reiner John eruptions. So, energy source. Not common here. Energon specifically is not a common element. A very potent energy source, though, I assume. Yeah, someone's refining Energon. 
interesting. That means one of the future societies has located a very rare energy source. Likely, if we approach too quickly, they may assume we are attempting to pirate it, especially given this is of uh, Woman of the Machine design. We could go all ourselves, leave the ship. We could. They would like. They would see us as less of a threat, though I don't know what society this might be. Does it seem to indicate what type of tech is it, or is it just a very... It's a compass arrow. Yeah, very simple. And they're there. Yeah, so, so you're saying... It's just a compass. It just Quiet like, just us, then bring the ship. Once they see that we are not a threat, given this is a... Do you have like a Jolly Roger or the equivalent up? We certainly made the equivalent of. Then we don't want to approach with that. It's so. it's, I mean, it doesn't. It only flies when you're preparing to attack. People probably recognize your ship. And also, without a flag up in general, they'd probably be like, "What the fuck is that?" Just fly the Confederate battle flag, a white flag, <laughs> so people think you're peaceful. Christ. Do we want to stray from our original course to check this out? I think it warrants a little book see. I assume it's not pointing to where we would have been going anyways. It's a little off course. Okay. At the very least, it may be best to know if there is a threat here. So are we taking the ship or are we taking a rowboat? Um, why take either? How about we park the ship on the ground and take a palanquin? The ship doesn't go on the ground. Fine, we can drop from the ship then. A rowboat you mentioned? Yeah, or we could all fly. Or we could all fly. Very well. Whichever is preferable. Mr. Vey has chopsticks. He's trying to pull the little bee at the bottom of the glass out to eat. Is there anything else we need you to guys bring? When you looked at him. Do we wish to bring a small entourage? Would be mm. for the best. We don't know if they are friendly. Just because we don't want them to assume we're a threat doesn't mean that we want them to assume we're easily crushed. No, if it's reconnaissance, I say we just go with us. I don't want to risk my crew. Very well. Is it your crew? Besides, I mean, the five of us are more than capable of handling most things we come across. It isn't as though we don't know the uh, societies that have established themselves here, unless another one's so lucky as to make it to the past. If it's more than we can handle, we speedily run away. Very well. Alright, so you guys are going to... What did you decide on doing to get into uh, where you're going? Well, you can make us all fly. Yes. I will call upon the power of the bird. Ah! And give everyone storm-blown swiftness. They can all fly at approximate... Up to six people can fly while the S is committed for approximately 100 miles an hour. Or faster than anything chasing them. Or faster than anything they're chasing them. Well, faster than anything chasing us, that gives us our getaway. Mm, yeah. Alright. All right. I don't think you have to choose, do you? I think it's just... No, like, you know, it's how the power works. In. You don't choose. Yeah. Yeah. If you're chasing someone, you catch them. If you're running, they can't catch you. They're just... And base fucked. It's, uh... 60 per... You guys jump off your ship. Yes. Yeah. Alright. Uh, you guys jump off your ship and fly down. You guys have passed the kind of mountainous area and are into the forest lands, the sort of badlands area before you get to the desert. That place that's all kind of wrecked up with like just, you know, knocked over forests and shit. It's on the map, you know, that grassland area. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, 
Did you bring the compass with you? Is it portable? Yeah, you just pull it out. Oh, yeah, then definitely. New thing called a screwdriver. Definitely. The exotic free radicals are inside the compass, like any compass. Yeah, then there's definitely no reason he wouldn't bring it. Alright. <coughs> Let's see here. Let me just pause. Alright, we're back. You guys come upon a clearing. Like, there's a large, bristling forest with trees that are, you know, hundreds of feet tall because there are giant prehistoric trees everywhere. Uh, and a part of that forest has been blown away and flattened and is, like, burning and smoldering. Oh, boy. Uh, as you guys approach, the ground is still molten in some areas. Like, there are rocks that are on fire. There's parts that have turned to glass. There are craters in the ground. Trees have exploded in half. There's splinters everywhere. And this place is littered with dead giant spiders. Spiders at minimum the size of a horse, some the size of blue mammoths, some uh, the size of, like, you know, big predators, just everywhere dead. Only spiders. Yeah. Are there any live ones? Nope. What kind of uh, injuries have they sustained? Uh, oh, man, they've been shot to death. Uh, ballistics? Flamethrowers? Bullets. Bullets. Can the I... ground is literally coated in, like, shells, like brass shells. Can I fish one out and try to identify its make? Um, it is like a gunpowder charge bullet with a casing. Hmm. Take a a high caliber, rapid, like, automatic weapon. Would we know what faction would generally have these, or are they... I guess all given, okay. yeah, given that they also sell stuff between them. Literally all of them. These things are easy to make. The people in this world could make them if they figured it out. But, you know, you being an engineering guy and you being, what, an artifice guy, yeah. you can kind of ballpark that there is, I don't know, at least 600 guns here. Oh, shit. The larger explosions were caused by cannons. Rifled cannons with uh, Sabo slugs in them. They detonate to molten the material on impact. Someone certainly had it up for spiders. What a tragic waste of food. I don't know. It's not a waste. Does it take some big leg of ones that's eating it? It tastes like breaker flesh. Like mm -hmm. it might be breaker uh, spawn. Oh. It's titan spawn. That oh, makes sense why they're thematic. Why they're, they're what? Why they're like... Why it's a large group of spiders. Mm -hmm. If it's like a, a cohort of a breaker. Oh. And grouped together. Given there is an energy energon source here, it could be that a breaker is defending the area and one of the settlements has decided to try and infringe on its territory. Well, if there's a conflict, we might be able to cut a piece of the action off the side. Given the nature of breakers, I'm sure whoever has begun this fight may appreciate it. Yeah, well, let's find where this leads, I guess. I guess we'll follow the trail of destruction. Would we have access to any kind of, like, tracking technology? In what way? Or, like... I mean, like, is there a way for me to be away from my ship and have them know where I am? Ah, uh, you need stuff like walkie-talkies and shit and trackers and stuff. These two idiots could probably make it. I didn't mean to call you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can... It sounds like a Dominion project, if you want to make it, like, super big for the faction. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to have, like, a potatoes where you can, like, communicate with your followers and, like, hey, come over here or something. But right now, it'd be nothing... At the moment, at the spur of the moment, it sounds like an idea that you want one of these two to work on. 
Which yeah. I could probably whip up fairly quickly. I, I could very easily uh, whip up uh, that. I don't have the gift for it, but I could probably miracle it, where you just make a... Make a gift. A couple tons of tap. Yeah, I have the one where I can create any gift at Yeah. Well, like, are you talking aloud about this? Are you guys talking together about this? Hey, uh, you guys are all tech-savvy kinds of people. Uh, could you rig up any sort of way for us to stay in communication with the ship so that it can follow us at a discreet distance but be there if we need it in a second? Well, I do communicate by pigeons. They're home back home. Very easily. Yes, Acerin. Acerin had his hand up if for the listeners who can't see me. He had his hand up with a Long Island drink in his hand. Boring? A little. <laughs> he knows that he can kind of just put it by you and not, you know, make it look obvious and you'll refill it. <laughs> He's not going to put it by your navel and be like, Come on, God, open the keg. My God. Uh, I could just uh, cast Sending to your guy. It's a sixth level wizard spell, I know. Awesome. I, I only get 25 words. What do you want me to, who do you want me to send it to? Well, no one right now. Oh. But if we need them, it'd be nice to have this spell back. Yep. Sorcery. It's all good. It's all good. Sorcery probably hasn't advanced that far either. Like, no one's. They're all primitive, so they're not going to be studying, like, you know, complex rituals. No, like fucking No arc mages around here. Not yet. Wizards Towers. How often can you cast that spell? Oh, it takes up a spell slot, so I have to prepare it ahead of time. I have about 10 to 15 six level spell slots a day I can use. He's just talking about this, like... I can totally see that being how... Mechanically. He's from the future. Yeah. I know, it's just fantastic. I can totally see future mages, like, putting it down to mathematics and whatnot. Exactly. There's a few feats I could take to expand it, but I never really see the need for it. (laughs) Even clerics would probably do that. It's like, yeah, I can just... I have slots. PDF-Y. See? Send a pigeon. Yeah, send a pigeon, send a sending... Whatever you do, send a message to the ship. Let them know where we are. Tell them to follow. Birds can talk. So. Uh, you have uh, thing, the same little thing that you put messages on. Oh, paper. That's it. Does anyone have a scrap of paper? I grab some bar and it turns the paper <laughs> as I rip it off. He's turning to paper as you rip it off. He's being cool. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm my, it's more like beef jerky. <laughs> like. I thought you were doing using it off the tree. I oh, thought you were using it off of, oh, the tree. There's so many trees. You were like progesterine at me. Like you were like, oh, no, 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 now, Acerin picked up a spider's nest that was burned and is using his chopsticks to pick up the dead, burned spiders and dip them in the honey and eat them. I know, right? Oh. I think there's more. There, pen and paper. Send. Summon a pigeon. Send it out. <laughs> Alright, yeah. The bird goes off. Acerin kind of looks like, oh, yeah, no, I'm okay. Use my archmagery later. <laughs> well, if you can prepare it for tomorrow. I mean, I have it prepared. I have one prepared. I just don't have a lot prepared. You didn't ask. A lot of finger of death prepped. Chain lightning, too. Mm. Shall we? Yeah, which yes, way they are pointing. 
the energon compass is pointing uh, kind of to this battlefield. Like it starts spinning once you get here. Like there's a lot of deposits of energy that were left here. And it looks like a large structure was moved. Like there's drag marks along the ground of like a big fortification. Hmm. What does energon look like in its unrefined form? Uh, it looks like a giant pulsing cube of red plasma made of energy. Oh, so they probably dragged it away to somewhere less spidery. Or there was like a fucking tank or whatever that ran on it mm. that they wrecked, and then they're like, oh, let's take this. Yeah, let's follow that. Yeah, there are signs of like people were living here as you guys take a look, and it looks like, like the whole place is up and left. Like there's like fire pits, and like there's like trees that looks like they've invented like cover and stuff, and little shrines that have been left around. It looks like this might have been like a little village. Hmm. That's alarming. That's odd. Any, is there any, so there's any bodies in any around? Or are they all been... Uh, there aren't bodies around, but there's signs that bodies were here. Blood? Blood? Uh, yeah, there's spilled blood here. Can I, I take, oh, go ahead. I take some of the blood and I just sort of, uh, there's spider blood, there's animal blood, and there's, um, uh, enlightened blood, like, from the enlightened races, which is what you guys are. So is there anything, uh, are any of the blood from people who are still alive? I have a spiritual uh, no. ability to, to know. The blood what the is... What do you get that from? Beast. Call the oh, that's back. really cool. <laughs> no, the blood belongs to uh, dead things. Okay. Not dead people, dead things. Things that are mobile and are dead. The blood is dead. Hmm. Meaning that the bodies that were moved were undead that were attacked. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Okay. The bodies got up and are undead. Can that sometimes happen with energon explosions? Sometimes. Um, and radiation zombies. Sometimes. Right? This world is so screwed up and primal that it never figured that, that, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, that sounds like something that would happen. Was Battlefields that often go wrong when enough blood spilt in them. Oh, shoot. Probably not that. There's not a lot of blood. There's a fair yeah. amount that happened all at once that funneled into the ground. Dread spots. Dread areas, sinkholes of evil. Let's hope it's not that. I don't want any fucking trolls showing up. <laughs> but yeah, if you're checking the blood as a vampire lord, uh, a bunch of these bodies got up as undead and wandered off in that direction, like as a horde. A different direction than the way that something was dragged. Yeah. Nocturnus? No. Nocturnus is so far away. They wouldn't come this far, so they didn't raise the dead. That could mean that the uh, undead here are following whoever took the energon. You're saying that the undead left the, in the opposite direction of the. Not the opposite, more like a hell No, it sounds more like they woke up or were raised at the end of the battle and moved off on their own. Can the, you discern? Whoever dragged something off, that was the victor, that was the winner, that's who we should follow. Indeed. Can you discern the type of undead and how long they've been so? Can I? Sure. You have, you're a vampire lord, you can detect this. It's not even a skill check. Alright. Um, they are all intelligent undead, which is fairly odd because it means the soul is trapped inside the body. Mm-hmm. They seem like they're uh, droggers. Are they new? Yeah, a couple hours. Interesting. And they're on the hunt. Absolutely all of them became undead. We may wish to follow them, then, if they're on the hunt. Maybe survivors from the village. Oh, true enough. We always have <coughs> to point us out to the Energon. There's no risk of us losing track of that. Precisely. Also, it's leaving a path. 
because there's a big like path in the forest and like the ground being torn up. I'd say we follow the Draugr. Are we on foot now, or are we still flying? Yeah, we're on foot. Okay. <laughs> I think we can just keep flying though, as long as you have that effort committed. So. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Yeah, you guys move up and over the forest, or you move through the forest. It's a big, thick forest. It's dense. We probably don't want to go above it then, because you won't be able to see what's on the floor level. Yeah. Let's follow the ground. Sure. And we're following the dragger? Yeah. No, all right. Let me just quickly pause first. Whoa. All right. We are back. So, uh, you were saying, um, you're flying. Lothar, that you were flying through the trees and being a flitty little bird? Yeah, I'm being all stealthy and stuff. Okay. I can't actually transform from a bird. That is no longer in the power of my party. Alright, you're just jumping tree to tree, being all smooth. Yeah. About an hour into following the Draugr, uh, you come across a natural forming sort of waterfall. Like, the river goes up at a big slope and then down. Like, there's actual, like, matting dragged up and down, as if someone was just manipulating the landscape uh, without any care to how it would actually look in the real world, which is kind of how Fui and Foss designed this place. Like, there are mountains that aren't on tectonic plates, and it's just a mess. They just kind of throw anything at anyone. They do whatever they wanted. It's like people who don't understand anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a natural waterfall, and it's sort of around a, uh, a half circle of stone um, where there is a small, like, shrine looking statue. It almost looks like a Inuit Anukshuk, but it's, like, made of, like, twisted branch and stone and has a vaguely, like, multi armed shape to it. Um, and there's like curtains of leaves everywhere and stuff, and it looks like offering bowls have been left all around it. And um, currently, it is being swarmed over by those drawers. There's like 15, 20 of them. Uh, they are the undead remains of people that look like they're living flowers and plants, uh, treant people, and mushroom people, and like dryads, like elfin women that are, you know, made of like plant material, but they're all, like, undead, and they're intelligent, and they're, like, attacking the shrine. How far away are we? However far away you want to be. Do you think that they are attacking the shrine because it's people-shaped? Or... No, they're intelligent undead, they're not... They wouldn't be too that stupid. Uh, yeah. Is it a god or goddess who recognizes? What's it do? The shrine? Yeah. Um, who here knows about religion? I do. I'm from the past. Pastor religion. Oh, well, I mean... Oh, actually, I would. Historians. So. All right, so it looks like you three. Yeah. Uh, it looks like just a generic fertility shrine. Like, keep us safe and stuff, and make sure our dead pass in uh, to blessed oblivion. Before most people understood the idea of... Organized religion, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's also something around it. Like, you can see, like, there's some sort of spiritual entity just hanging on top of the shrine, like, pushing at them with a scythe. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna start being... Like, uh, it's, like, it's on there, and it's, like, swinging at them wildly, and they're trying to climb up at it. You think, uh, you might be able to talk some sense into these guys? They seem like your kind of people. My kind of people. And anyone who's <laughs> looking up can see that, like, like Lothar is just sort of, like, sneaking in for, like, going to dive pretty soon. He does kind of look back at you you once in a while, but, like, it's obviously he's ready to... I give you the thumbs up. Oh, yes, by all means. Okay, so... So, yeah. by all means, you can talk to them? Uh, he's already there, and you're giving the thumbs up, so... The cr Crimson King <laughs> Marquis is just like, go at her. Whatever. Attack them. <laughs> So, so what's happening? 
Puzzle sheets, it seems. I think we're doing a, doing a fight. Alright. So, there are about ten Vordrogger hanging out. Are they in a mob, like what amounts to a mob, or are they... Yeah, they're a mob of Vordrogger. Okay. I guess I'll we'll pause while you guys are making decisions. Yep. Alright, we're back. So, the bird person, Lothar. Uh, you dive into them with your various beast martial art powers and uh, immediately shave off six of their 20 hit dice, bringing the mob down to 14, as you just crush some of the members. Who else is going? What are you doing? Do they falter at all, or... Have well, they the ones that die do. <laughs> the, other ones the rest of them turn on him. Um, I assume because they're undead, they do not fall under my... They have to do what I say? No, they're not fey. Okay, they're they were they were fate. That's why I was wondering. I'm like, the undead, undead yeah. super. Yeah. Yeah. Do they look like they falter at all after that blow? The ones that die do. <laughs> so transition. Some of them are they feet. making a morale test? Uh, not at this point, no. I will draw my fire opal blades and attack. Right. I have not exactly mentioned my description. You have not. They're made of they're made of fire. It's also, really, really pretty. Also, don't forget you have fray every turn against oh, those. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Fray die. Roll the. Yeah, you oh, yeah. not count for your fray unless you have a strange power. They have uh, more hit die than you have levels. Are the animal are the animal servants of a greater being? Nope. Okay. Uh, oh, and they can't make warning cries. So that, I don't know if that matters. It's fair. It's fair. That's actually yeah. something good to take note of when it comes to dead. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to attack. Go for it. So, AC5. I think I said, yeah, 5. Is that subtracts 5 from your roll? Oh, you add 5 to your roll to get to 20. Ah, right. You have to equal 20. Yeah, yes. Okay, I can never remember this. I did not hit. Alright. Okay, well, as it also oh. Oh, wait, never mind. jumps in the fray and starts to melee them with his fists. Go for it. Go for the melee. Yeah, I do hit for 1d10 plus 3. So five, so that's one damage. One damage? One damage. Okay, you cut into one, but don't drop it. Cool. Alright. Uh, oh, hey, cool. Alright. Acer and Fae cast Fireball. Which does 2d10 straight to the mob. Cool. Yeah, Cinnabar Order. Get fucked. Yeah. That's 12. 12. Three, one people life. So 13, so they're down to like 3 or 4 hit die. Uh, so, how much did he do? 13? Yeah. Then they're dead. Oh, I kept count. Very good. 6.12. Uh, yeah, and then just do 2d10 to everything within 20 radius of the landing point. I sheathe my rapiers. Everything within 20 whatever? Yeah. But it goes through the chart for you guys. Uh, what's that through the chart, Peter? Go, quick, math. What? The Three, twelve? Are they separate or together? Separate. It's always separate. separate. Nice. Okay. Then five and seven does three damage. Everyone who was in melee with the monsters take three damage. Ow. I'll save you, God! He throws a meteor into the melee. Oh. It shows up as a meteor, like... Oh. Meteor Swarm, he knows it. Going to uh, kind of run my hands through my hair so the water from my hair goes over my goes over me. Kind of cool me down from the fire. 
Are you, uh, alright? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, yes. Excellent. Is that ghost thing there? Yeah, it's on top of the thing. Uh, just looking frightened. <laughs> Care to parlay? Help? We have. There's like fire around it and stuff. Oh, oh, put up the fire. Red kettle on the ground. <laughs> Very good nature god. <laughs> Alright, so it looks like a vaguely um, fey patterned critter, which is to say it has like six or seven arms. It has kind of the man shape. It's long and gangly, but it's made up of butterflies, like a colony of them all intertwined together. And it's carrying a scythe. The butterflies all have that Sons of the Lamb skull on the back of them. And like its face made of them almost looks like a gas mask. You, uh, you, uh, you saved me. Yeah. Care to, uh, recap recent events for us? They, they were trying to kill me. Do you know why? Yeah, they're, they're, they're servants of the Horned King. Who's the Horned King? He's this warlord. Does that sound like the, the Horned King sound like, does that match the description that the... No, also the Okay. He's a he's a warlord. He, he showed up after the, the the rebellion died. What rebellion? The rebellion. There's Where a lot of from? context that we're missing. Where are you all from? We flew here. The north. North? Like beyond the many mountains? Yeah. yeah. Within the mountains. There's land beyond there. Yes. Oh, yes. A little bit. Oh my god. I thought the world just ended there. It is very cold. How cold? Colder than water? Have you ever had winter? I don't I don't know what that is. Yes, colder than water. Oh my, that would kill plants. Yes. Very many don't live there. Oh. Okay. No, there there was a rebellion. The the, the, the some of some of the the, the slaves and the miscreants and the misbegotten got together and tried to rise up, and the, the, the kindly ones put them down. That doesn't sound very kindly. Put down all of them? Shh. Don't say that. They can hear you. And the Horned King is the leader of the rebellion? Oh, well, he was from the rebellion, but he, he came back. He came back angry. Mm-hmm. No, well, the kindly ones, they sent their vassals, and the vassals, they were very fervent in their beliefs, and they staked them all on trees, and let the trees grow with Fui's blessing, and it stretched them out and pulled them apart, and uh, the Horned King came out of that forest. He was different, though. Now he makes these things, he points to the burning ashes of the undead. They say he can't die. It already happened. They do say that about a lot of things. Well, I, I... He, like, makes a gesture with a scythe, you know. I was there. So, can't do it again. Mm-hmm. Do you know where he is now? Does he have a... No one knows. They say he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Where were the trees that the rebellion was staked up on? He, like, points... He, like, makes, like, the compass rose in his head. He like points towards the elven forest where the trees are like dot the horizon, they're so tall. Near there, where the rebellion died. I don't go there anymore. I moved, I changed my domain. 
Uh, is that, when you say the elven forest, is that the, the, the elven forest? Yeah, it's, the trees are so huge they dot the horizon. Where you don't go there yeah. under any circumstance because yeah. you'll be eaten by hyper-elves? Yeah. The kindly ones. The merciful masters. The pleasant lords. <laughs> and you are a guardian of this... I'm a reaper. I take the dead to oblivion when they die. Takes a swing with a scythe. As the farmer harvests. No, not here. They harvest. He points westward. Far over there they harvest. Grim Reapers are a thing in this universe? Just He's not a Grim Reaper. He just says he's a Reaper. He looks like he's some sort of spirit or elemental. Mm-hmm. He's some sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess because... Um... Everything's so spread out with no way of communication. It's not going to be like worldwide mm. mythology, basically. Localized. Has he often made raids in this area? Is this a recurring thing? Well, ever since he rose up, the dead are rising. They say his armies move south. To a, a land without grass, where the heat turns skin into bark, and it makes uh, it stops uh, food from spoiling. Coincidentally, where we are heading. Well, we have dealt with the drawer. One band of them, at least. Well, the immediate threat. Uh, I suggest we now follow the drag marks. That's... Shall we? I don't know if he wants to stay here. This guy's just gonna follow you guys. It's probably for the best. He can hang out with Acer. Something probably specifically set the drummer here to attack him, so if he remains... Well, he ushers um, the undead to oblivion, which, if you're bringing back undead with the souls trapped inside, is something you're not gonna want happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yes. Yes, this was likely an a, tar- a targeted assassination attempt, so. Something like that. Quite possibly. Or they just sensed his. Or vengeance. Essence type thing, but. Hmm. Well, well, let's find out the end of the gym. Yeah, we'll head back. Alright, you guys head back to the war zone? Or. I guess we can just follow oh, the compass. God. <laughs> You guys, uh, why are you hanging around this place? You don't want to go here. What's wrong with this place? Uh, he just gestures to it? <laughs> <laughs> there is a powerful energy source that was once here. We are tracking that down. Yeah, it's the blood and smoke people. Can you explain? Sure. Um, I, I, they used to worship me and like give me offerings and stuff, so I send their people to a peaceful afterlife of oblivion and non-existence. The senselessness that isn't hell. Um, then the so then the, the the thing fell on them. Um, the spiders? No, no, no. The, that was just um, uh, uh, Snowfin caught his cord. Blessed be. The energon energy source most likely fell here. No, no. It it, it fell from a um, from a person. From a person. It was um. Smaller than a mountain, bigger than a boulder. 
I described the with holes in it. I described the thing that I tried to keep um, uh, Noctis from getting a hold of way back in the day. Well, like the colony drop. Yeah. He's like, um, kind of. They're 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 like they're like boulders with holes in them that people go into, like like caves that stick out. Houses. He's describing houses. Oh. Quite uh, quite brave for any of the settlements to be established from well, those. So it came from the sky. Like it, it fell, and and there were shrines inside, and they took out all of those um, the, um, the knives, the knives that kill you by looking at you. Possibly a ship with defense systems. Guns. They make smoke, um, and and some of them started like they took control of it. And the next time Snowfang Khan, his people came, they killed them, and then they started to hunt them, and uh, and then Snowfang Khan came back for revenge, and they killed him. The, the boulder makes a screaming sound and makes the land cry out. Huh. Me and you are the only people that are going to know what the fuck they're talking. Well, maybe you you raid future people. This is yeah. a dead character, by the way. This is not how Thea talks. <laughs> You fucking idiots. <laughs> you natives. Snowfang Ka and his horde, what are you saying? Yeah, Snowfang Ka. Dead? Yeah, um, his body's not here, though. Mm. This used to be their village, and then Snowfang and his brood would come and would take. I am short on ideas of what this could be. And it's it's enough. one of the clearly one of the groups from the people from. I say we just follow and find out for ourselves. Yeah. Yes. That'll be easier. Better than guessing. You gotta. You have to be careful. They they they've gotten weird. Hostile. Yeah. They they used to be nice. They used to agree like work with their neighbors and and, and cooperate and kind of suffer together. Now they've gotten old rivalries and like vendettas have seemed more relevant now now they have weapons that the whole village was here and it's gone now like where'd it go probably dragged that away for some drag marks oh what's your name yeah to be following these tracks, leading into almost certain danger. If you wish to follow. to continue following. <laughs> no, I don't have anywhere else to go. Man, hang out with us. Want to watch the ship? <laughs> <laughs> can't really punt an enemy with butterflies, it would just... Right? I'll touch with the fault into it. They go off. Simply, yes, come along with us. If it becomes too dangerous, feel free to turn back or linger behind. Oh, okay. And yeah, I guess we'll head along the way. Follow, Follow the tracks. Side note? Mm-hmm. I think this bitch is liar. What? Because you can't... If you don't worship Faust or Fui, you go to hell. There's no so... escaping that. He might not know. 
He might not know. He might think he's also, doing Also, he might be taking Faust and Flea Worshippers to Oblivion. That might be his function. Oh, he's just a fairy. An actual psychopath. Yeah, he could have uh, been created by one of them. Fair. He could just yeah. be a fairy man, not a... Yeah. He's a, re he's, a, he's a reaper made of butterflies with death heads on them. Okay. With an actual scythe. But we'll continue to treat him with suspicion. <laughs> None of us have deception. <laughs> hit him. Do you th just kill him in his three hit dice. The drag marks disappear after a while. Like, there's a lot of damage to the ground, and then they stop, and then there's still disturbances heading in that direction, but the dragging stops. Huh. Well, disturbances like they loaded it onto a truck. Like, the ground was ripped up and cut up and stuff, and now there's just markings that they're heading in one direction. Off. Most likely. Or in the ground? Does it look like the ground's disturbed? <coughs> yeah, like in a straight line. It looks like people were marching through. Okay, well, let's continue on that way. Is that where the arrow's pointing? Yeah, you know, John, once yeah. you get away from the battlefield, it starts to walk on. We continue on. Mm -hmm. The ship is still following along behind us, so we're not too far away from it at any time. Yeah. That was the plan. I mean, we could probably just get back on it at this point and follow thick forests. Mm. The trees are enormous. Like, these ones are, you know, kind of small and stunning compared to the elven forest, but there's still eight men holding their arms around it in girth. Yeah. And this place is full of them. They still go up, like, 30, 40 feet. Mm -hmm. They're the small, gross, stunted versions compared to the beauty of the elven forest. <laughs> Alright, well, you guys travel onward through the forest, following your quarry. You guys talk to each other, or your two dudes? I think we're mostly focused on the mission right now, so... What? I think... Next time, you do the explodey thing first, then I jump in. Oh, you mean, uh, the meteor swarm? I only memorized uh, one of those today. The other one is my backup. Wish. In general, probably best if you do area attacks before we go into the You all went ahead of me! God, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to speak ill of God, but you went ahead of me! My initiative wasn't high enough. <laughs> Acerin talks like this. It's not normal, it's not him being cute, he's crazy. Nerd. He, he came back wrong. Thea keeps bringing him back. It feels as though we are pursuing two different forces here. The uh, Horned King and whatever became of that village. Perhaps they found something that uplifted them partially. Technology they were not fully ready for. It definitely sounds like it. It's not like they found guns. I doubt turned them. I assume it's a ship. Perhaps. A lot of the more advanced weaponry does not work outside of the established facilities, however. The weapon casings were everywhere, though. Indeed. So, Ballistics, though, as opposed to some of the more advanced weaponry. Precisely. Well, guns were just fine here. It was one of the earliest technologies people discovered. Mm -hmm. Then people kept trying to hide it. Just, you know, like, oh, it'll ruin the, it'll ruin the balance of the world. It would. 
didn't. They were just fucking Joshua Graham from uh, fucking DLC. Yeah, that was Acer talking about history. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, the cult of... Uh, what the hell was her name? Caval? Yes. Was it God? Yes. Yeah, Caval. She was a librarian assassin goddess of, like, righteousness. She kept hiding guns. And on undead. Us. No, that was a jihad. Different thing. Hmm. Yeah, you weren't there for that. But, uh, no, she kept hiding guns on us. And uh, people got really sick of that. It was judgy of her. Yes. Especially because her uh, mortal champion kept using them. She's dead now, huh? So we all left them all behind for a reason. What are we going to do when we find these people? If they are primitives, should we confiscate what they've found? We just take all of them in. There should be some more crew. We could take them in, but if they're hostile and strange... If they're hostile and strange, we win them over. I can be very persuasive. As can I. It also... When things occur out of order, mortals aren't ready to deal with them. But if you slowly introduce the ideas, they can acclimate. True enough, but it feels as though they've been left to their own devices with whatever it is they found for... Yes. A while now. So let me make sure I've got this all straight. There was a rebellion against the kindly lords that was put down, mm -hmm. and all the members of the rebellion were killed. Crucified and, in the trees, yes. And one of the people who was crucified in the trees came back, and now he's on a murderous rampage <clears throat> that has headed off towards the desert. Yes. And people that he kills come back as undead. Indeed. In addition to this, there was a village that got guns from quite somewhere. Uh, it would yep. be simply very easy for someone to lose a thing of cargo or... It could also be a purposeful attempt. That too. To see what would happen if they rebel. Oh. So, well, that's that's kind of my question. Is this village with the guns and the rebellion separate incidents? Because I thought everyone in the rebellion was put down. We know about that group that just throws out technology to see what happens, right? Mm, or is that the group that does that? Like, that's common knowledge. That's common knowledge. Yeah. Like, there probably are people that do that in small amounts, but there's no, like, people famous for it. Mm. None of the colonies are famous for giving away their secrets yeah. <laughs> that they're using for supremacy. Let's secret, see. The secret, uh, uh, the ERA that want to give a give a gun to absolutely every single person in the world. The NRA, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say that if there is a hostile group of undead, if they were to wipe out this civilization and to take their weaponry, they could be quite a threat to whatever civilizations are in the south. The, the modern weaponry would give them an immense advantage against anyone they came across. Other than... Because it, it obviously did not uh, make the rebellion successful. No. That's, that feels as though it happened before. The rebellion was first, then they died, then they came back, and eventually the gods appeared here. How long ago was the rebellion? Are you talking to Yan? Yeah, yes. Oh, um, 
He oh, starts, like, counting on many butterfly fingers. Oh, oh, he's looking at the sky. Looks like he's looking at the moon. How many... Oh, wait, seasons aren't even a thing here. <laughs> Stupid gods. Oh, uh, I think the moon's gone full 33 times since then. That wasn't very long at all. No, oh, do you mean phases? 33 full moons yeah. since then? That's like 33 months then? I don't know how moons work. Is that how it works yeah, here? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay, <laughs> then. But he points, at the, he points at the largest one. There are several ones. Oh, so a little over two years, if that's... If that's what 33 moons is. What's well, a year? It depends on how quickly the moon does its... You're like, oh my god. Does any of this matter? These time references do, are do useless. We, do any of us know astrology in such a way that we would know? Ace and Fae, the Fae astrologer, raises his hand. Oh yes, excellent. How long? Although he's a Fae astrologer. Yes, but I did, you know, document every single celestial body on Fui and part you of did. my grand scheme to crash into the world, take over, kill everyone that wasn't you. Yeah, so many. He takes out his charts. So many moons have been destroyed pad. and created, and so there were satellites. It's so hard to keep track. Yeah, it's like three years. Ah, excellent. So after we came, it could very well have been. It's not my name. Need a calendar after me. <sighs> All right. Well, regardless, we should keep seeking it out. As this phase of the conversation moves forward, you start seeing things in the forest that are weird. There are branches everywhere with, um, like, butcher's twine hanging from the branches and they have like empty cases tied around them and they're kind of like making wind chimes in the wind and they're everywhere. Like it's designed to make noise if you pass through. I assume none of us are stupidly clumsy enough to uh, set those off. No, I'll dance between. Let's turn into mist as I pass through them. Can't turn into mist, but I can fly and have pretty good dexterity. You also have a word of alacrity. Yes, you're pretty good. What about you, goat man? I think I saw yourself putting them into my bag. Oh, you're stealing. <laughs> yes. You sound that, nice. That would make Ooh, it so they don't chime. Yeah, actually. Hey. It would make it so they don't chime. I have, I have an impossible, I have an invincible defense against appearing clumsy or awkward, so. That's when Faye has spider climb on his feet and starts walking up the tree at a right angle. I'm assuming butterfly man is graceful because he's made of butterflies. And he just disperses into a cloud of butterflies holding a scythe. That's <laughs> <laughs> just hanging, <laughs> swinging wildly. <laughs> oh god. You guys pass through and enter the inner clearing, which there is a clearing. Um, the inner clearing of this area is, you know, probably a football field size. Uh, in the direct center of it is a large gargoyle like castle keep. Maybe 30 feet high, 50 feet across. Uh, it looks like it's made out of um, concrete and metal rebar, maybe aluminum. It looks like it's pretty light. And it's perched on top of some sort of wooden palisade that has ramps coming down from it, covering something underneath that has spider legs sticking out of it. Um, there are cannons mounted on the side of it, and it's made to look like it's a skull with the, the entrance to the key being the mouth, and the eyes are lit up with flames where there are gun mounts in them. And there's just tree people, mushroom people, dryad people, uh, you know, plant people just mulling about and they're like wearing like spider skin clothing and they're like, you know, shining guns and stuff. And uh, 
Yeah, there's torches everywhere and like bullet casings swinging about. You two would probably have a good idea of <coughs> what society made that. Hell though. That, Maybe, but that, that's my guess. Spider-walkers. It looks like something that guy you would have liked. Skullwalker? What, what would that be? It looks like someone made a castle out of aluminum and concrete and filled it full of cannons. No society would make this, or any society could make it. It's too gauche. It's mm. it's just... They've just been scavenging battlefields, I guess? Uh, it looks like it's not scavenged. It looks like it's, it's just new. Like, it's brand new. It's shiny still. They have access to concrete. Interesting. Maybe let's not try not immediately escalating to violence this time. No, that was only because undead were eating, eating that gentleman. I think we should walk out, have a talk. Right. See Andrew, this baby. Sorry, mentioned him. I believe so. No, you said his oh. name, so we gave to him. <laughs> yep. You're gonna enter the clearing. Let's swagger on in. All right, everyone looks at you. There's children and small firm people scatter into like little like temporary huts that have been made. While a lot of the people kind of start leveling uh, brand new automatic weapons with like clip feeds and stuff. Greetings, friends. We're just looking to talk. There's no need to escalate to violence. You're all charismatic. All three I, of you. I have charisma 19. And the three of you are disgustingly charismatic. <laughs> and, and, like, and if they're fey, they're completely fucked. They, they they're not fey. They're, uh, they're plant people. Alright, the flower people do not automatically open fire in a hail of uh, smoke and lead. One of them uh, walks up. He actually like has a he's like a sunflower. Like a sunflower with arms and legs wearing spider skin leather and uh lugging an AK forty seven walks up to you. Who uh who goes there? I'm Mattiel of the Furious Kitten. You may have heard of me. Yes. You're the, uh, you're the, um... He's like, the petals are like curled in thought. The, 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 the sky gift person. The very same. You deliver gifts from the sky. When I can. Oh, Santa. <laughs> I am the Crimson Marquis. I am Thea. Hazazel. Lothar, defender of the plains. You can call me. What's a plain? Flat land, not much on it. Like, puts his hand on the grass. Okay. And you might be? Finn. Well, Finn, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. It's quite the uh, setup you have here. Yes, this is our village. Expecting trouble? Always. Has it come often? Yes. And from what quarters? Everywhere. Any troubles with the undead lately? No. no. Who has been coming? The, the Breakers. Mm. The spawn of Fui. Like spits up little sunflower seed out. Starts growing to a little sunflower in the ground. <laughs> a spider? Eight legs? Snowfang Ka! That sounds about right. 
He took from us because we were the people of the water and the green. But then we became, you know, we became the people of smoke and fire. And now we use his body to move our city. And how exactly did you become the people of smoke and fire? A gift came. From, from who? the sky? No, from 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 a person. He was a a god, an oride. An oride. Is that a word you recognize? Any of you? Recognize it. Trying to say override. Oh. He said that we shouldn't be the people of water and petals anymore. We should be people who don't get taken from. So he gave us a temple and told us to stop to worship to it, and it would provide us with the means to defend ourselves. And it did. <laughs> Everyone starts shooting to the air. Well, I see no problems here. No, not particularly. Do you have a shrine to him? They point to the giant castle full of cannons. They're actually looting at something as well. Is it a giant stone head that dispenses guns? Yeah. Okay, if, if Sean Connery shows up in, a, in spandex, I'm out of here. They put it on top of the body of a giant dead spider. It's Castle Grayskull, new guns. Like, it's not a giant castle, it's the key, it's the little part. Maybe fits 50 people tops. Well, these people seem like, like they don't need much help. So you haven't had troubles with the undead. Do your own dead, do they rise up from time to time? Is that an issue? It happens. It's not an issue. <laughs> so the village down there points towards the destruction that was your village? Mm-hmm. Hmm. The breaker came and we broke him and his kin. It looks like something large was moved from that area. Do you know what that was? Yeah, we had to move our uh, temple onto the onto his dead back. Parade around his body in humiliation. Fair enough. How do you make it move, the uh, his body? Oh, we, we stick into his head and it still moves around and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, he like points to some of the mushroom people. They can do it to ants. Sata's just kind of looking like, do we need to do anything here? Uh, no, not particularly. Like no. We were worried that you were in trouble, believe it or not. But oh, it everyone seems else like, is in trouble now. Seems like you've got things going okay. Has the Horn King came around here? I don't know who that is. Some person led a rebellion here 30 moons ago that was hanged somewhere. We keep to our clearing. You don't intend to... Uh, Spread further then? You simply intend to... Of course! When we were the people of water and petals, people took advantage of us. Now that we're the people of blood and smoke, we're taking advantage of everyone else. There he is. We're marching on the, ma on the mammoth people from the mountains. 
We're gonna turn their we're gonna turn their kin into meat. What have they done to you? They were unfair in their trading in the past and took advantage of our kind nature and our inability to defend ourselves. I thought you were just gonna say they're made of meat. Now that you have weaponry, wouldn't it be easier to simply negotiate fairer terms now that you have enough advantage? A kind word and one of these gets you further than a kind word alone. Indeed. You have the advantage. You could simply negotiate a better trade. They would respect you more as you are armed. Mm. Taking all they have is worth more than their respect. But once they die, you will have no one to trade with, as far as that tribe goes. Trade? Barter. We've grown beyond that. Nothing take. A raiding society will not last you long. What's a society? <laughs> your, your people. If they raid other people, other tribes. But none are strong like we are. We have the Oride God on our side. You have the weaponry, indeed. Do you know how to craft for their uh, bullets? For their. Right to it. He, like, gestures you guys to come along. Okay, he's very yeah, excited. Let's go. Okay. Super excited. It's like, this is what will make our people strong. And he, like, gestures over to where people have been gathering around, and they're dragging a uh, nymph person, kicking and screaming into the uh, temple. Like, the tongues come out and has a big slab on it. It's like, he didn't agree with our ways and tried to warn the mammoth people, so. And uh, they uh, put him on the slab, and the slab closes like a saw-style jaw trap. Uh, and that guy dies, and if any of you guys have death magic, mm -hmm. you see a soul sinking into the facility, and then, like, the mouths on the smaller sc skulls are open up and bolts start raining out. And, like, the sides start dispensing large ammunition for the cannons. I was inclined to save him, but I don't have alacrity. <laughs> uh, I do, but I don't have any gifts that would pull that off. For people who <laughs> are artifice and engineering, <coughs> this is a giant fortress full of cannons and guns that replenishes its ammunition on human sacrifice. I see. I see it's no problem a with this. <laughs> raiding culture. I have trouble with this. Yeah. <laughs> the weak are meat and the strong do eat. <laughs> I have immense trouble with this. Yes. Yeah. Like they're like gathering up the bolts of like cartridges that like grew out of the side of the brickwork. They basically turned into a society that can just keep killing people and have reason to kill people now. It's insane. Sacrifice all of them. It's part of the gameplay loop. <laughs> So Let's, I think we 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 should perhaps we should uh, go and uh, travel back and see what's going on with uh, your people. Indeed. Let's take a walk. <laughs> take <laughs> five. What kind of miracle would it take to sabotage this? Oh, this this is a fucking like low magic magic item. You have enchanting. Really? It's not an artifact. It's just magic. Ooh, it's garbage. Acer and Thay could cast uh, you know disenchant on it if you really wanted, but you guys can do it super. Okay, can I do it without making it look like I did anything? Yeah. Ooh, but then they're going to be like, oh, we need more and more sacrifices. That's why it's not working. Oh, if it blows yeah. up. Okay, yeah, if it blows up, but then they're going to die. Do we care if they die? I kind of care if they die. I kind of care if they die, but I can make the just the, the main place explode. Or what, if there's, what if there's a way to turn this around so that we could disenchant their skull castle and get them to our side? What if we... I can... It's a low magic item. I can just use engineering to change how uh, it, they create ammo. How about I cast Miracle of Artifice to take control of this little magical thing and start shooting them and just wipe them out? We specifically don't <laughs> want them to die. Yeah. Uh, what do they have? Ample, an ample amount of... People and guns. Ample? Revenge. 
We don't want them to have revenge. So. <laughs> I was thinking, hmm, can you They have lots of guns and ammunition for their guns. They didn't have a lot before because breakers kept extorting them. No one has like has like the city's I'm in control here gift or the command. So small for a city. Are all breakers oh. alike in what they're made of at all? Or is it just a t- title they all have? It's just a category. They're giant. Raise the breaker. If it's giant, it's a breaker. Oh, this thing's not even all the way dead. Its body's still kicking. That's not how breakers work. So I can't be like, okay, so you use sacrificing giants to it gives you more ammo now, and then there'll be a giant rainy culture. Is that something I could do? That's probably something you could do, yeah. Since it's a little magic item. Yeah. It's just changing the nature. It's just a magic item. Could we something something fertility with helping that? Well, what do you want to do? We'll like breed goblins into it so that the kid crushed. Because if I can, I, barely have souls. Yeah, if I can make it, don't count. Your power is you can have it powered by dancing or a power by like whatever. It's, How it's, about fertility and artifice, and I make you know tree that grows bullets, and there no more human sacrifice. But then they're not incentivized to actually hunt down things for it. Yeah, we we want the breakers to die. That's the point of what he's saying. Yeah. So if I can ch- if I can change it in such a way that they have to sacrifice breaker spawn and breaker bits to it in order to spawn more things or spawn more bullets, then they'll be incentivized to track down breakers instead. I kind of want to do that. We have to somehow make it clear that you can't just add up a bunch of little souls to make a breaker soul. Oh right. Because that's what I would that's what I would assume if I was them. Um, you guys were deciding what to do. Yeah. Um, so I think, and correct me if you guys want to do something different, but it sounds like the plan is maybe to go in... I'm assuming you guys are talking about this huddled up away from everyone. Yeah. 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 You're all in the huddle. Uh, you're going to go in, you're going to tell them that their way is wrong, your way is better, because you said, and you're more powerful than whoever came before you, and then you're going to change... Is that the tack that we want to go with? Uh, the magic within their foundry is the equivalent of a plaything for my time. And I will show them that. And if they don't fully get on board, then we tell them that if they go around picking fights with everyone, eventually they're going to pick fight off more than they can chew, and then we demonstrate <coughs> to them what that means. We make an example, yes. I kind of, he kind of waves over to the uh, sunflower man we've been talking to. Are you the leader? Me? Yes. Oh no, that's Blood Oak. Could you bring him out? We wish to speak to him. Um, yes. Tell him he'll want to be here for this. Okay. Finn leaves. Ace drinking from that long glass of his. Does he look like he has something to say here? A little. And he just, he just kind of points or looks at him. Why are we stopping them from manifesting their destiny? Because it's not right for them to oppress others. I mean, they've been oppressed. They're the historian. That's kind of the history of the world. Maybe it's time for the plant people. <clears throat> I believe friends of bees. I believe they have better uses than destroying other tribes. They tribes. The way listeners couldn't see it, but she makes a gesture when when Ace one says it like. Good point. Tribes that could potentially become other worshippers for us. I guess you could say I've learned a certain disdain for historical precedent from some recent immigrants. I mean, hey, I've also lived a life full of oppression, so put the card back in the dragon deck. 
saying sometimes you learn a thing or two from your oppressors. <coughs> They're not how your destiny can be made manifest. They're not yeah. oppressing anyone. Excuse me. Uh, could you remind me of why your people came back here? Oh, my people don't exist anymore. They were genocided. Oh, yeah. Just wondering, why did everyone come back here? Because uh, I remember hearing a speech from this, from that uh, Nocturnus undead fellow. Uh, yeah, they didn't accept Thea into their hearts and destroyed their world. So they're selfishly trying to undo all the mistakes they did by hitting the undo button as fast as possible and circumventing that when they could have just accepted Thea into their hearts and she would have fixed their world first time around. She, she again makes that motion like, he has a good point. She would have fixed a lot of things, I'm going to admit. You've seen the, uh, the current fertility goddess in which she... I've gotten into combat with her. Did not go well for old Acerin. We've dealt with her in the past. It would be best to simply replace her as early as possible. The issue is that the more they wipe out, that means fewer, fewer possible followers for us and more bullets for this tribe. Right, but the more they learn the, and he makes air quotes with his mismatched fingers, modern way that societies deal with each other. The less they act like fooey people, and the more they act like fosty people, and the less fooey people there are around, and the more people go to Cabaraco, which is less people that go to fooey. Our very presence here ensures fewer of both fost and fooey people. If we leave them on their current path, we're as guilty of whatever they do to the next people as they are. What's guilt? I wouldn't say we should go that far, but I do believe that... <sighs> Quite simply, if we leave them to their thing, we are not going to come back and check on, in on them from time to time. This issue, whoever's providing them with weaponry, could spiral. Who's to say what they give them next? There are weapons from the future that, well, as I said before, it would make these guns look like playthings. Well, I guess we'll go this source then, because we won't solve this problem by just selling their toys. We need to sort of supplier. That is very true, if we're looking to head this off. So by taking over, we ensure that we'll have a reason to come back and... But even if we take over here, then the supplier will go to someone other. To the rock people, or the river people. We have zero leads on this person now. We know they're called O-Ride. Sounds like Override. Right. Without, uh... Consonants. It could simply be a ridiculous name, but it could also be a... There's a type of water nymph called an Oread. Mm. I had sex with one once. I've had sex many times. I don't think John Arbuckle. <laughs> <laughs> John Arbuckle, too. <laughs> I'm not sure where it's water. Cat. <laughs> I'm not sure water nymphs are renowned for arming entire villages with Weaponry, on the other hand, maybe a sword or two, but... Very good, Captain. King Arthur. Maybe of the lake. I was thinking of the one that was crying all the time. No, I know this is... I'm also simply saying that these people are already armed. If we have them under our wing, it ensures that we have an armed piece of the action. Indeed. It also means that if we leave them be, they'll be harder to convert later. That they'll too. be more and more set in their ways, or they'll kill themselves. They also may advance quicker 
with the, with the weaponry they already have in whatever method. They'll also have gone off and murdered a bunch of people. Precisely. Well, and themselves. Um, Anyone who disagrees like with them. kind of everywhere. It's hard to keep track of each individual one. All of them, like, copy themselves. Yes, and also, that's and also a good point. Um, they're killing anyone who disagrees with them. Which means they're going to be harder to convert later than now. When they're very set in that, yes. Yes. Were there any beacons on the ship? Did you notice any, Acerin? Or I don't suppose you would know what most of the equipment does on your ship yet. I'll have to give you a rundown. <laughs> I, I, I don't really work with other ships. I was, uh, I was a train guy. What kind of ship is it? Like, what was it used for? Cargo. It's a cargo ship. You would likely have beacons. Maybe. If we left one of those behind, we would always have a connection here. If it's if it functioned in such a way. You can mark this location in the charts. I'm simply saying as far as um, as far as outposts go, already armed people. Can you show me where on this map they are? No, I can't. They're in the green area around here. But are I'll they closer here or are they closer here? They're like around here. And once we seduce them to our side, we could always make use of their xenophobia to prevent them from being um, converted by other such groups. You're very dispassionate about all this. Passion is reserved for important things, not minor speed bumps along the way. I was so hoping you were going to say passion is reserved for the living. Well, we're all in agreement, if our motivations differ slightly. Well, that's what truly matters, doesn't it? I suppose it is. I guess we'll just wait for the leader to arrive. Okay. This Unless conversation anyone has anything ends. else to say. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ace didn't so... have a stance in this, he was just talking. He was just happy to be part of the conversation before he gets murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Their memories probably don't carry over. Oh, not very well. Sometimes they do. Like, he remembers him murdering him. Okay. And he came out of a cryo wouldn't, casket. Wouldn't tell that from the right from the future and shit? That's so weird. So, so keeps Best not to think about it. That's <laughs> souls. Souls are weird. Yeah. It's, it's, not it's, not the same soul. it's not. You just copy it. It's not the same soul. It's just a copy of a soul that you've photocopied a thousand times over. It gets fucked. <laughs> yeah, you cracked him open from like a thousand-year-old cryo casket from Nocturnus, and he remembered Mattiel. Well, he's from the future, and also it's like, hey, he murdered me. Good jobs. Okay. Uh, all right. <coughs> so a treant walks over. <clears throat> She's bigger, uh, maybe you know, two, three heads taller than everyone else, uh, in like that kind of clothing, and has like the. Uh, has two or three of those guns kind of wrapped around her arm and like linked up, so it's like a claw almost. So you just be like, and uh, yeah, she kind of lumbers over. Oh, good, you're here, Blood. Uh... Blood Oak. Blood Oak. Perfect. What leader this? of the people of Blood and Smoke? A pleasure to meet you. I'm the Crimson Marquis. Oh, smoke and fire, sorry. I keep fucking it up. <laughs> These are my friends and associates. Azazel, 
Lothar. Your name is like Matiel. 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 And Thea. We are your new gods. And then he's going to bite into the uh, corner of his thumb and finger. And while it's bleeding, he's going to touch it to the uh, gun. The altar. Yeah, you guys are hanging out around it. Yeah, and I'm going to miracle it to change its form. You're going to change what it does? Change what it does and change what it looks like. So now it's a giant concrete and metal rose. With, with still with the uh, the guns, guns and whatnot. And still like on a, that spider. Like a death blossom? Yes. We are more powerful than this god that presented himself to you. And we are going to make you powerful. More powerful than he could have ever hoped to make you. But you will follow us. Okay. Your, your altar here, and now an altar to us. Feed it bits from the spider creature, things like it. That is what it will accept now. No more innocent sacrifices, no more small people. You will kill the breakers, the large ones, and their spawn. Okay. And you will protect those who are weaker than you. Alright. Take them into our <clears throat> fold. Oh, yes. Take those who will follow you with them. Teach them of us. Tell them of us. We will leave you information that shall make you better. Anything from any of you, or? That I good. put in my word. I think you pretty much hit it. Ah! Yeah. Do you know who supplied you this? Do you know, have any contact with them? Right. Oh, yes, I activated their temple when Finn came to me. Do you know where this temple is? No, it's like just the temple. Oh. Like I, they told me if things ever came to interfere with their plans and their blessings to call them in. Should we have a call? Yes. I guess we'll go in and try to contact whatever. Uh, no, she already did. ripped the beacon when you guys showed so up. Dude, started dude is on his way. Alright. Perfect. She doesn't say it out loud, but the implication there is like, well, let's see which god is stronger. <laughs> okay. Well, we have this thing now that has guns, and we control it. <laughs> no. I mean, fair. Hmm? I believe well, it is a. It is a. Some sort of god creature created this thing. It may have a method of undoing what you just did. Additionally, I believe it would make a far better show for them of our power if we were de defeated of our own uh, accord. I agree. Our own accord. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Otherwise, it's just his own tool killing him. Yeah. Which would be funny in its own way, but I don't think it would show our power. It would show his power. Yeah. It was so great that it defeated even him. Okay. You guys are just gonna hang out here with Blood Oak. Yep. Yeah. Do you talk to her at all? Yep. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? She has a whole backstory. Uh, yeah. I. Lothar's gonna go find somewhere, uh, somewhere to hide because he's gonna go hide. Yeah, he's ready for an ambush. How did you know how to activate the altar? No, the god told us. If he said it, he said very specifically. If strange people wearing funny clothes, speaking strangely, and acting like they're morally superior than you show up, activate this and I will come and banish them to the land of wind and ghosts. 
Clever. Okay. Did you ever see what he looked like? Oh yes, he is quite titanic. Hmm. Meaning large? Quite likely. Quite breakery. Oh no, I doubt it was a breaker. Oh, could be. <laughs> you don't know. No, no. That would be troublesome. Uh oh. Flee! We're like yeah, we're oops, for a break we were wrong. Your god's stronger. Bye. <laughs> we're out. We're gonna take person. a cool ship though. <laughs> The Zars now, bye! We're scattering. <laughs> They're like, we're gonna get another, right? <laughs> do over, do over! <laughs> we'll just put their own suit people. Acerin's like, computer and hologram. And he's like, so that's what would happen if I joined them on their first session. That's how it would have turned out. After the real first session. They were the people of water and. Uh, water and flowers, or water and petals. Water and petals. What other tribes, groups did you interact with? How many are there around? Are you talking to Blood Oak? Yeah. There's us. There were uh, Snowfin Khan, his brood. There were the other people. No, we haven't gotten to them yet, but they'll get theirs. Uh, there were the Stalking uh, Parliament. We slew them all. Hmm. There was uh, the Underminers, we slew them all in their nest. The Red Orchid, gone. You've slain many of your foes already. Yes. Impressive. Who remains? The men of the tribe are the last people we had contact with that had done us wrong, not helped us in our hour of need. We will see to them eventually, and we will make sure that you can come to an accord that benefits you and them both. There will will be no need for the genocide you had planned. What a fascinating word. It plays across the tongue. What does it mean? Absolute destruction. Absolute annihilation. Of a whole people. Good word. We'll use that when we rechristen our true band. Excellent. It is a word that strikes fear into the hearts of even those who do not understand it. You're just talking it up to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's yes. great, guys. It's so cool. You know what race really needs it? The breakers. You should teach them that word. She's toying around with the three machine guns. She's like strapped to her giant trunk arms. You adjusted to using such weaponry very quickly, it seems. We had to. Our people were in danger. Our leaders were weak and thin-skinned. You overthrew them. They overthrew themselves with their weakness and cowardice, and their inability to protect their people. They fed themselves the slug. I merely pulled the hammer. She says, getting the metaphor completely wrong because she's new to this. <laughs> I mean, it was an impactful statement, either way. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> do you have healing magic? I do, yeah. I could not heal a thing that was to sacrifice, if that's what you're asking, though. No, no, I'm wondering about some of the wounded members of our group. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm wounded! Time can pass uh, and you guys will be healed. Yeah, I just, I just forgot it's I was It's all good. Okay. It's all fine. Okay. Just looking at the dial. It's a bump us back up to full health. 
Has it been like a day then? Or? A sequel pass you will find. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a deal for this. This isn't like a brutal fight or anything, or like a protracted thing. You guys are relaxing, convalescing. Where's Yan? Oh, he's just right beside you, like okay. hanging out with Acerin. Not being sacrificed. I was just wondering if he was like not like afraid to come near them. Or... No, no, he's just hanging out by Acerin, right by you. Okay. What are your primary needs? What is it your village thrives on? Vindication. <laughs> I was so hoping she would say that. I like these people. <laughs> They're so metal. Also, it's like they only want to get rid of the mammoth people. One more people. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> There's more than one way to get rid of people, though. So, integration. Not Destroy the way their culture. Eat the rich. I don't think anyone has riches. I think they're all just dragons. <laughs> so much riches. Yep. I love your fucking face. <laughs> You're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. I don't think I have any other questions right now. Alright. Luke is a very uh, flint-hearted and bitter woman. We can work on that. Alright, so time's gonna pass like 10 hours. Oh, okay. Is that enough for effort to return? Oh, yeah, no, okay. you guys are refreshed. Oh, Two effort, fine. man. Oh, my God. I need that for healing. Yeah, then you guys start feeling pressure. Like, it's almost like, um, like you know, if like uh, you go into a tunnel or something and your ears pop, like air pressure change. Yeah, that starts happening uh, all around you. Um, you should fly up a bit and see if you can see anything. Yeah, okay. Away, away. I'll, I'll head up and uh, take a look around. Alright, uh, you're able to get kind of some distance away from the room, because you were like hiding and prepping, right? Yeah. So you came out and probably went back in. Uh, the space in the middle of the clearing is stretching out and bubbling, uh, and like um, expanding pretty quickly. Okay, yeah, I, I relay... This is happening basically in an instant. Yeah, I'll relay the uh, relay point to the center, that everyone should point to the center and... It's bubbling and boiling and bad stuff is happening there. In the clear we're in? Yeah, like over there, right in front of the castle. Oh, no. <clears throat> it's above ground. It almost looks like that, like a like a bubble from a uh, Terminator. Okay, so it's like a teleportation. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, and then I quickly go to ground and hide. And then it pops. 30 feet tall, looking not so much as a mechanical Tyrannosaurus Rex. Cannons mounted on its back, tubes going into its mouth, arms that end in rending claws and uh, machine guns, and a tail that is also a mortar firer, is a thing. It lands in the air and crashes into the ground. Its uh, knees and joints look like they'd be capped with skulls, but the skulls have been scraped off and replaced with happy faces with suns around them. Its eyes are, uh, it has multiple sets of eyes that are have laser sights and what looks like gut, uh, machine guns built into them. Is that the Joyride symbol? Yeah, yes. it is. That's the symbol of the yes, smiling god. He says that in character. He just kind of squints at it. And he's like, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Blackstar. <laughs> he makes a sizable shockwave when he lands. The undersides of his feet are full of, like, jump jets and stuff. And like earthquake machines. 
Jolyards have had upgrades since I last saw them. Is it safe to immediately escalate to violence? With the Jolyards, you can never <laughs> tell. Yes, there are guns everywhere! <laughs> oh. Curse to you. <laughs> Let's escalate to violence. Oh, we're going to escalate straight to violence? Oh, boy. I'm going to pause for just a second. So, yeah, it lands, makes a thundering kind of, like, shockwave as, like, things under its feet slam into the ground to create shockwave effects. And it kind of turns looking around with those laser sights. Are you guys just around? Yeah. I'm drawing my swords. I'm hiding. Because of the last fight... You know, it's it's. Wait for the we're fireball. Waiting, we're waiting for an actual an actual like thing to happen. It uh, opens its mouth, and a bunch of steel balloons with happy faces come out on strings, and they all start talking with a fairly high pitched person voice. Oh, <laughs> well, hello there. Thanks. They're talking. The balloons are talking one after another. Are you the reason that my return uh, probe was called? That would be us. He's like walking around, you guys, like stalking around. Interesting. You're, uh, weird. And you think you're not? Fairly standard where I'm from, unfortunately. So, what can the shadow anthropologists do for you? You're disrupting our experiment. You're ruining... Uh, you're contaminating this culture. Shadow anthropologists, are you a new religious sect? No, no, no. We're philosophers. We're part of the uh, the JAC. I wasn't aware they'd, got, they'd uh, spread this far out yet. Oh, we're more of an advanced... Uh, Expedition. We have tenure, so we get to choose our projects. And what's the purpose of your experiment? Cultural understanding and research. Look at you, you've interacted with them, you've talked with them. Have you moralized at them? Several times. Ah, contamination. Just awful. You're not supposed to interfere with developing civilization. And yet you're here. Gestures to the gun palace. I have tenure and several PhDs in shadow anthropology. My interferences are fine. They don't contaminate their culture in the same way. We possess godhood, so I'd say that true. We've met gods before. He uh, taps the suns on his shoulder. They agree with us greatly. Yeah, I'm sure he agreed with you all the way down in your throat. Well, cried a lot, so it really lubricated the meal. That and the clown paint. So you're the Urite, or what do they call ya? Hmm? So you're the Urite, or what do they call ya? Urite? Oh, oh, right, right, right. That was a bit of a joke. No, my name is Findle Overdrive. You were right. Vaguely is still right. Approximately the best kind of life. Now, why are you all drawing your weapons like you're going to start a fight with me? 
Well, are you going to resign your claim on these people? Go no, you ruined you came them. From and... So you have no need for them. Perfect. Exactly. Their purpose has been met. Sounds so ominous when you say that. Everything sounds ominous when it comes from this mouth. Everything sounds ominous when it comes from a class J, when it comes from a class J Keter scale genocide camp. So what are you here. planning to do to these people now? Oh, I'm just going to move. Holly? Fair enough. I thought you might have been breakers, maybe one of those pinnacles, something I can get my claws into. You're just people like me. Indeed. We have no reason to open fire if you have no reason to do the same. There are plenty of other cultures that we can go about our ways examining and learning about and studying and documenting. It's a wide open world. I don't know if I can let you do that. Let is a strong word for a very small person. I mean, his love is not here, so even if you punch this thing... Oh, no, I'm here. This is clearly my body. What is uh, this bio-chauvinism? Even if it wasn't, they do not like it when you destroy their toys. Bio-chauvinism. Oh, my goodness, it's bio-chauvinism on display. You're all sizing each other up. Okay, this is just... Alright, after this thing, basically he's decided, okay, he's gonna go and do this to another culture, so in Lothar's head he's just like, yeah... Yeah, he's gonna give them people. safety and weapons. And by what safety, a monster. And by safety, you specifically mean just going around. And they're not even being egalitarian about it. <coughs> everyone. The monsters. They made them good guys with guns. So, yeah, basically, Lothar is definitely... Also, it's a giant robotic dragon. Oh, your whole thing is you like fighting shit. Right. <laughs> I need it's a sword. Sword. <laughs> Right, I forgot. And also, his other thing is protecting the tribes. And this this is not protection by any stretch of the imagination. So, he is my prey. Okay. Oh, I mean, to be fair, Magnetar would be totally psyched for fighting this thing. Right. We did fight this thing. And then quite quickly. So yeah, basically from uh, from the uh, undetectable thing, I'm just gonna sure. do a straight straight shot. I wonder if uh, you can somehow signal Acer to go first. Uh, no, I I really can't. I yeah. can't do anything to draw attention to myself, or I would break. I, that was the reason, but no one was doing anything. So yeah. so yeah, uh, red jaws of death. Uh, oh boy. Say it was perfectly content to let him leave. So... I was not. Yeah, I mean, killing him yeah. isn't going to stop anything. They're yeah, like, he's part collective. of a group, so... <laughs> I mean, I understand How do you that, kill a bunch of... A bunch of... A bunch of, sh of... Shadow anthropologists? One at a time. One giant robotic dinosaur <laughs> at a time. Uh, AC? I'm going to pause while I prep this down. Oh, sure. Uh, and we're back. So, uh, I, it gets to make a saving throw for, for spirit. Okay, I need dice. Makes it. Okay, so I actually have to roll my first my other attack too. All right, I'm gonna pause when you roll dice. All right, four damage to the head. Do you, well, this if you got a better thing to throw for combat, then uh, then then by all means. But it's up to you what you want to. Uh... 
Okay, I guess in the meantime, I'll go now. I'll miracle uh, shot the hammer hand, because it's clearly a construct, therefore it will give me 1d10 straight yes, damage. Yes, it's clearly a construct. And I'm going to attack its body. Go for it. So I roll 17, so it's a hit. And that's a 8 damage to it. As I'm just tearing into it and eating it. Alright, uh, you run in and start goat eating through him like he's a tin can. And he just... <laughs> the jaw slams down when he attacks and cuts the strings of the balloons. And they all start kind of floating around watching, laughing, and giggling. Initiating temporal reanimation colony. And he defies the iron your attack. Oh no... The damage you do, a bunch of clocks appear in front of it, and his heart opens up to reveal a giant clock, and it just spins backwards, and the damage undoes itself. Yeah, if you want to drain his effort, that's definitely another good thing to do. So if you do want to throw Obey Me in despair, don't. I don't know if he's got any immunity to that. You never tell. <coughs> I mean, Who's next? I'm going to commit effort to Break the Mighty, since he has people in subjection. What does Break the Mighty do? It gives him AC 9. Oh, that's really a mir- miraculous. Or so all three of his staff blocks have AC. Yeah. Oh, to oh, me, just to, to me. you. Yeah. Oh, and just to him. That's right. Commit to the day scene or just commit. Do you have that bounce? What is miracle? Uh, for the scene. Scene. Done. And then I'm going to commit effort for shattering hand, so that my damage rolls deal maximum damage. Nice. And I'm going to leap in with both rapiers and slash his head. Head? Go for it. I hit. So, four damage? Uh, well, I roll damage, don't I? Yeah, maximum, maximum damage. damage. So four. Uh, it's 1d10 plus 3. That's so four. 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 Yeah, max out of 4. Right. Alright, Nicole and Kevin. Thea and the Marquis. Close the Marquis. Marquis just kind of looks at Thea, takes a few steps back, and uh, raises a hand up to summon skeletons. Just a small mob of skeletons. Claw their way out of the ground. That's fair. They do. Yeah. So they're a small mob. All right. Com- commit that's to what? Commit effort for the scene. And, uh, that's my turn. No wait. I can attack as well, can't I? Or is that an? Is it an, an action? No, it's an action. It's an action. So, action. so you're when, action. Yeah. when the mobs act is up is kind of nebulous, and I wasn't quite. I think it's at the start of the turn. <laughs> I'm just gonna attack his body. All right, AC seven. Okay. So 1d20, you get plus seven, plus your other stuff too. Right? And then he gets to go. Yeah, also, sorry, I don't have the rules for what uh, small mob of undead counts as because the PDF is yes. not cooperating. That's fine. It's like a, it's a default mob that's in the book. Yeah. You so you, uh, your weapons bounce off his arm somewhere in enemies oh, yeah. or something. Or something I think I have like close to a little bit now. <laughs> Alright. Uh, okay, he's going to commit Findle goes. He's going to commit effort uh, to the end of the scene to make you have AC9. Okay, okay. can we try to do that first? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So, your AC is 9 and completely uh, ignores cover as he activates his Destiny Agitating Manifold. That's not good. Yeah, and then he starts firing his Type J Energy uh, Genocide Cannon. He, his head goes straight up and starts spinning around like a toy and starts firing. And those shots start tracking towards you wherever you are. Uh, so that's... What's your AC? Your AC is 9. So... Is it base AC 9 or flat AC 9? Flat. Like your AC is not. Yeah. So the us is not. So hit die 12, you have one hit die each. Oh shit, he misses. Alright, second attack. 
Hey, yes. Yeah, get fucked. Uh, three on the chart. One. Take one damage. Oh, okay, body's turn. Um, those cannons rail back, lock in, and uh, start shooting to the sky and create a localized thunderstorm uh, as as the weather uh, machine goes off and starts shooting you guys with lightning. Y'all take no damage. <laughs> the lightning misses. Yes, rain of lightning, a sky gift, so you can control the weather. Hmm. All right, now it's time for the not fun stuff. Incidental systems. He activates Bar of the Red Descent, making him immune to ranged attacks. More or less. That's why your fortress couldn't hurt him. You'd be like, what, what is this? Pew, pew, pew. Um, okay, he will do that. The earthquake machines slam into the ground and um, flatten everything in the area, drop all lesser foes to their knees as everyone here collapses. I'm in the air. You're not a lesser foe. None of you are lesser oh, foes. Yeah. Um, and then everyone with a 300 foot radius has to start running as the ground opens up underneath, swallowing up this village and a lot of the people that were knocked to the ground as he starts creating an earthquake machine. Uh, he then activates Command Wheels, and that uh, Rose Flower starts turning its cannons towards you guys, and it's going to start firing. I think I have defense against that because it's mine. Like, I changed it? So, so does he have to... I, I have to look up the gift, and that PDF is mm -hmm. not working. Could you please look up uh, yeah, sure, it's possible. Anyway, the uh, palace turns, the castle turns, and starts shooting at you guys. Three on the chart. Everyone take one. As you get peppered by bullets and shrapnel. That was his turn. So, Earthquake, what will happen if you stay here with it? Uh, you guys are probably going to be fine because you're worthy foes. Everybody else is going to die. Oh my god, right? <laughs> it's going to be 60 seconds and this whole place is going to be swallowed up. He can fly. <laughs> okay, so... So it's your guys' go. Stop this rampaging monster. I'm going to... Cut a dazzling swath across his head again. Go for it. Uh, nope. I miss. Uh, gentlemen, is this violence really necessary among learned people? The earthquake uh, impeller slamming into the ground. <laughs> Can't we discuss this like rational, enlightened beings? Genocide. Yeah, it's fire. I would never be able to run a game with you as a player. You were just... Too much? Too much, man. Okay, well, I'm going to change tactics and go after the body because it seems like it's... Uh, easier to hit. Easier to hit. Sure thing. Uh, three attacks. Go for it. Oh my god, these three attacks. Oh, those look high. Hitty, hitty, hitty. So all your damage. Uh, that would be four, four, and four. Okay, it defies the iron and three times. Uh, yeah. Throw three out of there. Okay. Does not want to take that damage. 
How well can a foot? Not well. Like, what, 10 effort? Each of its body parts, too. Huh. Lovely. Yeah. It is lovely. <laughs> so, all the natives are pretty much dead. And now They're not dead. They're going to be dying if people don't save them from the ravine that's opening up here. It takes a minute for this place to fall into death. Okay. You are being thrown about by tremors. Ten rounds. How do we save them, though? I can Tell him to stop doing the earthquake okay. and stop attacking him. You summon the beast to take them away. They can only carry 50 pounds, though. They're light. They're, they're plant people. They're probably lighter than real. Some of these people are trees. Oh, shit. That's right. They'll be happier in the earth. If you fall down too deeply, you go to hell. Remember my freaking, uh... Anyway. Okay. So how do we want to save them? Should I try saving them as a dragon? I think we gotta take this guy out before he collapses. Yeah. His guns are doing ridiculous damage, too, so... How about you turn off your earthquake machine and we discuss this again? Oh, oh, we're, we're good? We can not do the whole thing? I would really prefer we didn't. Well, alright. Alright. I'll initiate my Terra Stabilizers. Little, like, glass panes start going across the sinkhole parts to hold it. We good to talk? Are we? He kind of looks around at everyone else. Stop! At the, uh, you know... Gaping chasm that's opening up and pulling people into it. Okay, the, the bird will fly off and try and pull people away from the from the, cap, from the chasm. I'm sure we can parlay in such a way that we can all get what we want here. All I want to do is leave. That's what I was doing. I was going back to my study, my classroom. I have to write a thesis. I have to file expenses. I have to talk to the dean after this. <laughs> Those are made up words. You don't understand how strict the dean can be, even though he can't touch me because I have tenure. They'll Among our collective, the dean is the deadliest bean I've ever met. They'll know you're here as well, correct? You work together? Yeah, I filed the paperwork. So they would know if you didn't come back. And oh, this is live streaming. And it would look very poorly as they know what we look like. If we were to piss off the entire Jolarite collective. Well, technically you only piss off one cell. We're more like a series of collective individual uh, sort of hives. Like incubators for intellectuals. But we would definitely favor trade to the assassins. Or the clowns. I don't know what those are, but I would rather not deal with them. So perhaps it is best if we, at the very least, put this conflict aside for now. As I think we are all woefully in over our heads. I wasn't expecting to fight a pantheon of proto-deities. We wouldn't expect any of this. Alright, the balloons say. We're good? Huh? I think so. Yeah, you're just pulling guide people away from the... We good? Yes. Yes, 100%. Okay, that one of those long talons uh, click the face on his shoulder, and this music that was broadcasting stops. He has to combat me. 
I'm going to cast second spring to heal all of those people there. Everyone. A little bit. Good, good. Well, glad this ended. For the record, we would like your colleagues to know that this this incident should not inform later uh, negotiations. negotiations between our people. Well, they never do. Okay. Perfect. Alright, he has to wait a few moments while that theurgy, uh, advice theurgy chamber charges up and that uh, throne spell kicks in, opening up a stargate behind him, leading back to some sort of hive full of machinery, and he just backs up into it. I'm gonna wait till he's well and gone, and there doesn't seem like they're listening in on us anymore. Gate closes. We can always kill him later. <laughs> we will kill him later. Oh, I see how your supposed god was willing to kill you at a moment's notice. Oh, she's like over there picking up the young and infirm. Yeah, that's what like he's been doing, and like I'm gonna start doing other guys. <coughs> it's like we really should. They don't care about you. We really should have summoned him to a, you know. Smaller area, somewhere away from all this. I su- I assumed, being their god, he wouldn't want to kill them. Future people, they don't care about us. Foolish assumption, I suppose. Uh, some of the people kind of look at you like that you're the strangest person in the world for suggesting that god wouldn't kill his worshippers for no good reason. Like, it's just like a blank look on their face, like, what? Oh, oh yes, Thea, you are so loving and <laughs> even the smallest people. We understand. What? You are the most merciful amongst us. He kind of says aloud, side-eyeing the people in a you know, wink-wink, nudge-nudge, she's so merciful kind of way. <laughs> They're just like, it sucks. Fast also was kind of like that. Remember all the destruction and annihilation? And Those were incidental from him being such a fuck-up, It still killed a lot of people. Do you know how many people the Gand turned into cubes? <laughs> Do you know how many people get enslaved by the Iconoclast every single minute? So that thing, uh, used a lot of words I do not know. Um, who was that? He is from the future. It's not a subsection of the Jolia rights I recognize, however. It must be something newly developed since they've moved here. Research team regarding the Yes, sounds like that's their main goal. Jolia rights are a mess. They absolutely are. They devoured their own god. Well, he was still alive. It was very, uh... Did they broadcast it? That seems like something we would do. Oh yeah, that was pay-per-view. Like I said, all the tears and clown pain really lubricated the meal. Or, also, the, the future world was also like a telepathic thing. So yeah, it was a high mind. Yeah. Everyone saw that go down. Even Joliar. <laughs> oh my god. He was, he was conscious and experienced it through his worshippers and stuff. Ugh. I'd say we should leave the people to their thing. I think we've done enough helping for now. Sounds like yeah. just a couple more nudges and they'll join us. I suppose so, yes. Also, we might want to just help them. <laughs> For nothing? <laughs> I 
activate my full thrust repair, which I can just repair anything around me and, you know. I mean, they're not going to stay here. They're going to move because they were a mobile culture. Yeah. Well, we'll Not to poo-poo on your idea. Yeah. Mm. But do you have fertility powers that could help? Yeah. Like, he, he already healed everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, heal everyone. Yeah. They love that. They like that. Yeah. yeah. I heal them, that. repair stuff around. Yeah. I don't think Repair the ground so they don't shake anymore. They're not going to live on this ground. This ground is tainted. Yeah. So what happened here? They probably can't put together the machine versus what happened. It's just like, oh. The gods were angry at us. Obviously, we're at fault. Yeah, gods got into a fight here. They're not going to live here. This place is cursed. As fuck. Yeah. You could offer them a spot on the ship. I don't know if we want them on the ship before we curb their lust. I mean, we'll stop by on the way back. I mean, oh, yes. pirates, right? I don't. Yeah. We might as well take some in. Is there anyone who might be interested in joining a career amongst the skies? I mean, do you offer it to them in a public way? Yes. Like, I'll join. Okay, let's all okay. take everything here. Okay, I'm bored. Fine. You guys are gods, right? Because you clearly yeah. fought that other god? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, do you, how big are you on human sacrifice? Strictly against. Negative. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. We're sacrificing. Strictly <laughs> against. I do blood sacrifice, but not in a, like, I mean, not in a way they would understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How big are you on loving them and not torturing them for fun and extorting them? Pretty high yes. up there. Okay, it's not a hard sell, guys. You're gods. <laughs> They're all going you don't have to come them. back. Just try a little hard now, and they'll go. So yes. That's what I said. A couple more nudges. And they'll bring their guns. I was more concerned about bringing them into danger, but we're not uh, going to bring the ship into danger anyway. Living out here so. is danger. Another breaker's going to stumble on through and ruin them. Can their spider fortress like latch onto the ship? Probably bring it into the. You could probably use artifice and do that. Also, we could probably just go into the ship. Put a like, hook on a it like in Final Fantasy IV. I, mean, I just don't know how big it is. Spoiler alert, if you guys gut that breaker finally, it's full of celestial shards. Yeah. Because oh, the, the top that's part, why it's going weird. The top part is garbage. The bottom part is the useful part, right? Let's salvage the guns, attach them to your ship, and take what's left. Yeah, that's salvage. Sounds good. That's salvage. Yeah, just put the salvage in your hold and work on it as you move. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, you guys cutting over the breaker. You understand the nature of celestial shards because you're from the future? On site, yeah. Well... We we because we're well. Well. You guys yeah, instinctively know it too, yeah. but they're able to put it into better context. But uh, you're able to gut this thing. There are six inside. Excellent. Oh. Excellent. Yeah, well, this breaker was fat and happy. <laughs> That's your reward. Yay. Pretty good reward. Alter the very reality of this world. Yeah. You know, basically, that these are small shards of uh, him, like big overgod him, because him makes Faust and Fooey, Faust and Fooey makes things, it trickles down yeah. in gives weird us, ways. So it gives us a portion of his abilities to make change upon the world. Yeah, administrative access is how, uh, oh, I think that's how the Unity Hive Mind describes it. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, they're basically like part of his eyes, basically. Like you pull at his eyes, and there's six of them. They're, uh, they're doing that thing fourth dimensional objects do where there's a cloud of like haze around them and they're folding inward and outward as if they're bigger on the inside and outside. Hmm. Like a tesseract. This probably would have fucked over these people really hard. If they it was growing it. into the thing and making it act different and then to move around and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, it was doing that. 
Looks like we've managed to save these people. Well, from themselves. <laughs> I'm going to start teaching them while we're on the ship on gyro bullet or yeah, gyro, gyro jets. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start being like, no, you have these brass cases, and that's fine, but these bullets, they can go. <laughs> There's a hundred of them. Cool. Awesome. These people. Hmm. So a hundred people from the uh, River and Petal tribe. Hmm. So there's like mushroom people, dryads, treants, nymphs, that sort of thing. Planty stuff. Hmm. It's like a kelpie or two. Like a water horse. Oh, huh. uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you do with these people? Like you have them on your ship and you're trained to be pirates and, you know, they hang out, but like you force your will on them as a god to make them your worshippers or stuff? Or like, no, I we, think we all want them to be our worshippers. Right. Well, not well at least the fertility guys. Hey, we can grow more of them. Here, be fertile. Grow. Feed the, feed the beasts with your faces. I take the ones that are the most pleasant on the eyes and the most... that look like they could like seduce people or you know pull them in or be charismatic and I kind of pull them to myself. I start talking about how they can use that to better manipulate other tribes and other groups. We'll also teach them about, you know, using better weaponry. Alright. I've frank, open discussions with people about virtues of compassion and cooperation and the importance of not imposing your will and manipulating others. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna follow what you're saying, but just to put this into proper context... Yeah. Not because it's the right thing to do, but because God told them to, and because God told them to, that makes it the right thing to do. Give Literally no other reason. If you, you gotta told start them, somewhere. <coughs> if you told them to start sacrificing their children, they would do it like that. Give it a few generations, though. It's like, you give it a few generations, and there, it's just gonna be instinctive. It's gonna be like, that's This is early man now. stuff. All of their morality is tied into higher power stuff. Mm -hmm. An outside voice tells them what's right and wrong, and they don't recognize it as their own conscience. Yeah, I got it. I like flower people. There are flower people. Mm -hmm. I think a bunch of people from all different kinds. Is there any like fae or whatever in there? I like those guys too. I guess we basically can get 20 each, because 100 people. Yeah, so we're not going to keep track of it. Yeah, that's exactly. Just... But that's good. You guys continue mm -hmm. on to the south, and you will arrive at your destination next session. Just in time to deal with all that stuff, so I think we'll call it there. Good first outing. We yeah. got ourselves a nice little mix-up all over. Also, that guy, that Reaper's hanging out. Oh, right. oh yeah, Yan. He I really like... has nowhere else to go. I like Yan, actually. I really like him. He's a dude made of insects. Kind of took all the people that he'd be reaping over time, so he has nowhere to go. Okay. Let's put him in the basement. Forget about him. There you go. So, I think we'll call it there. So, I was Devin. Nicole. Tyler. Kevin. Peter. Mark. And this is sponsored by Nobody, signing off.